I would say it's not that it's not that bad a movie, all things considered. The Fantastic Four movie has a good cast. I mean, Doctor Doom is in there, and even if he's not being done perfectly, that's a great character. I, and in the pantheon of superhero movies, it's definitely not near the bottom. No, it's not near the bottom, but it's it's really cheesy, like one of those '80s or '90s superhero movies. Because well, it is a '90s superhero movie. No, it came after that. I but mean, it still I'm feels about, like ta- one. Well, I'm talking about more like '80s then. Okay, like where they were super like Superman super Four. Yes. No, that's a terrible movie. I yeah. mean, I would put it above movies of the same era. I'd put it above Daredevil. I would put it above uh, Elektra. I would put it above Green Lantern. Mm, I, see, I, well, you're going to defend Ben Affleck's Green Lantern. I, oh, no. I'm talking about Ben Affleck. I don't know. I just wanted to Ryan Reynolds. Same Ryan guy. Reynolds. Same no, guy. Not the same Ryan guy Reynolds is just Ben Affleck 10 years younger. Well, that's true. That's, that's a completely <laughs> different person. I, I didn't think it was that bad, the Green Lantern movie. I actually Ugh. enjoyed it, but I will say this. Here's the difference for me. I'm a huge Fantastic Four fan. So yes. when the movie was really cheesy and not, I don't know. It, it kept the it's, spirits it's not right. That it can't be sticky or whatever, you know, because the characters could be like that. The but, characters are totally but just, sticky, but it looked just like CGI, really cheap to me. You know what I mean? And and but still better than and say. I really hated Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom, they I think they cast all four members of the Fantastic Four beautifully. Mm-hmm. You got Captain America in there. Yeah. You've got Jessica Alba in there. You've got the the Michael Chiklis, yeah, and Michael then you got Ch- the guy from uh, Forever. How about Alicia Masters? Also played by Carrie Washington, who's totally blown up now. She's in Scandal. You know, she was in yes. Django, right? But Doctor Doom was terrible. Doctor uh, Doom but, wasn't very good. Yeah, but the, I guess getting back to my point, I have such a high. Since when do you have a point? I always do. <laughs> uh, I had really high expectations, and I was really disappointed. Green Lantern. I'm not really a big fan of Green Lantern. Sure. And I had really low expectations, so it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yes, I I had the same with Daredevil. I, I'm a Daredevil fan from the comics and whatnot, and I actually was excited about the movie coming out, so I read a whole bunch of Daredevil before it came out, and then they just destroyed that character and that franchise immediately, and, and they just portrayed him in a way that he would never have been like. I mean, it'd be the equivalent of essentially like you know doing a Star Wars movie, and oh man, oh Star Wars a reboot. Here we go, and then Darth Vader's wearing like you know bright orange armor. <laughs> And actually, speaking like a hippie, it just doesn't work if I you don't do the, the character right. You know, the Silver Surfer, uh, the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer, the second one, was way better than the first one, I thought. Uh, d- I thought they were both average. I thought they were both about the same. It was better. I mean, Vic, the guy it who plays Victor wasn't. Von Doom in the first one, you're right. They could have cast somebody with a little bit more personality, maybe. I don't want to rip on the guy too hard. But, yeah, he just didn't have whatever that thing Dr. Doom needs to have is. But with the whole thing with the Fantastic Four, they like to argue with each other. They're like the first family of superheroes, and so they're always not getting along. And all that happened in the Fantastic Four movies, so it is a little more kitschy. It is a little bit more fun, and and it's not as serious as some of these other movies go. Okay. I think we should settle this by you know the score on IMDb, Internet Movie Database score. Okay. I would pick Rotten Tomatoes over IMDb, but let's, let's do okay, IMDb. Okay, well, let's do this first, and then let's see if we agree. Fair enough. Fantastic Four from 2005. I'm going to guess like a 5.0. 5.7. Okay, there you okay. go. Green Lantern is listed as... 3.9? A 5.7. Oh, no! Exactly the same. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Wait, what's... So they're comparable movies. They are comparable. I just think Fantastic Four was, in my mind, a much better movie than Green Lantern. Although I guess as far as the people are concerned, they're exactly the same. Well, the only I the only way I can see that is because you get more heroes in the, you know, you just get one Green more Lantern. More heroes per yeah. capita. Yeah. But you get the other Green Lanterns in the movie, too. Okay, what about Rotten Tomatoes, though? Uh, okay. 
Rotten Tomatoes. Fantastic Four on Rotten Tomatoes. You've got uh, it open. Fantastic Four, 27%. That's way worse than five points. <laughs> well, that's because the, it's the critics voting and not the people. Okay. That's the difference between the two sites. Um, and Green Lantern, 26%. There we go. It's been proven. <laughs> very close. So they're very similar One guy movies. in Tampa decided that so I was right. I guess right. for me, it's like I didn't have expectations of Green Lantern, so it seemed better to me. Fantastic Four, I like that, that comic better. But, Fair enough. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Superhero Talk on Raisin Brent. And I'm Rain. And I'm Brent. And there are so many things happening right now. Uh, the NCAA tournament has just gotten underway. Why are we doing this podcast? Games are going <laughs> final, Ray. Well, we'll be going back and forth between watching games and, ed- and doing segments. Um, but this day one right now of the NCAA tournament. It is now behind us. Just about. Almost. Pretty close as far as we're concerned. I don't think it's. I don't think Arkansas thinks it's almost over. Yet. Oh boy! Well, we'll we'll be talking a lot about that in just a little bit. We have a little bit of NFL, but more excitement happening because Chip Kelly. Remember before last week and the week before we talked about Chip Kelly might have been losing his mind. Yeah, Chip Kelly's did something over the past few days that guarantees me in my head that he has completely lost his mind, and we're going to talk <laughs> about that. As well as we got some Walking Dead and a Better Call Saul. Saul. Oh my goodness. Again, fantastic episodes both. Oh, yeah. And I want to get right to it. How about you? Let's do it. That was sultry. Oh, yeah. After three seconds of... Madness! I never thought I'd miss you Half as much as I do March is the maddest season. Mm Mm-hmm. It's pretty much March Madness going on up in here. It's crazy. The NCAA tournament. Round two officially went on on Thursday. Round two. This is round this one. Is round How one. dare you, Ray? I, I hate that Don't so do much. that stupid round two for round one thing. Uh, no. They have one tournament victory because they won the Tuesday game. Oh. So, so I guess that means that they can't ever say a 16 seed never won a game because they two, two 16 play seeds others. played each other, but a 16's never beaten a one. That's what's dumb, though. Round two. Boo. Yeah. I hate that. You're already a 16 seed, and they make you play an extra game. Well, to be fair, you were one of those two teams. Well, Monmouth, I believe, was below 500. So they, they deserve to have to play a game to prove that they actually belong there. Just saying. They did not. And the answer was they did not. Monmouth? Monmouth was wasn't one of those. Monmouth. You were talking about Manhattan? Was I just looking for an excuse to say the word yeah, Monmouth? Monmouth. I just really like Monmouth. Yeah. Hey, where'd you go to school? Monmouth. Anyway. So uh, we did our official Raisin Brent bracket. It has been absolutely crazy pants, though, the first day. I'll say that. I walked into this being like, I just don't see a lot of upsets in the first day, man. It just seems like a lot of chalk. Uh, maybe a 10 beats a 7 or something. Boy, was I wrong as three 14 seeds drop three three seeds on day one of the tournament. You oh, know, yeah. You know there's always a number 12 seed that beats a number 5, right? At least one every year. Seems like. So, of course... I never get the 12 seed right. Nope. I never get the right one. I'm usually pretty good at it, but this year I took Wofford. Well, they were It close. looked good for a second. They were close. They lost by three. I picked uh, 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 Stephen F. Austin, uh, and they hung with Utah. Stone but... Cold Stephen F. Austin. Yeah. yeah. The rattlesnakes. Gotta love them. Let me see. Did any other five seeds play today? I don't think they did. Well, let's face it. The the big game of the day that I think everyone's going to be talking about has to be Iowa State. Ah. Dropping to UAB. Ah. As, I don't know, friend of the show, Benny Arthur might say, 
Not good. Because <laughs> Benny in his bracket, and the official, uh, we have 13 participants this year in the official Benny, Raisin I would say Brent Benny is the only bracket that's officially broken. Benny picked Iowa State to lose in the finals. In the finals. So uh, there's a lot of points left on the table, we'll say. Yeah. And, and the reason I would say Benny's thing is broken and he probably can't win our, our uh, bracket now is... He also has Kentucky. He has Kentucky, and we have 13 entries. I w- thought we would have more. What's wrong with you people? We 13. gave you plenty of warning. We have a baker's dozen, and nine of the people pick Kentucky. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much the trend nationwide. I mean, in order to win something like this, since everybody is picking Kentucky, you almost have to pick Kentucky in order to try to stay viable. Well, unless Kentucky loses. If, but are they going to? That's a rough bet. Like, yeah. just them making the Final Four in Vegas right now, it's one to three odds. Well, you and I both picked Kentucky, so we can't. We did. I really wanted to take Arizona, but sure. for strategy-wise, I looked and I thought, okay, Arizona and Wisconsin theoretically have this big matchup in the Final Eight, and I don't know which one of those two teams is going to win it. That's a coin flip right there. So, But I do know that I think Kentucky's going to be in the Final Eight. So I was like, so let's just take the team I know is going to be in the Final Eight and put them in the Final Four, or the team I'm pretty sure is going to be in the Final Four, and have them win it because I know they're going to be in the Final Four. Because you think Kentucky is probably going to beat Arizona. I mean, if you put Arizona in the finals, you're saying Kentucky isn't there, which is a tough thing to go up against when everybody else and their brother is going to have Kentucky at least in the final game. I absolutely think either Wisconsin or Arizona could beat Kentucky. Absolutely. But strategy-wise, I didn't know which one was going to win in the final eight. So I thought, I'll just pick the one that I think, and then I'm going to pick. Because what happens if I pick the wrong team in Wisconsin? Mm-hmm. Let's say I pick I pick Arizona and Wisconsin wins. I don't get any of those points for Arizona. And then I also don't get the U.K. points because I didn't pick them to win it all. And how about this for me? I had UCLA going to the Sweet 16 uh, in my official bracket as of um, right before, the, ter- right before the, uh, the day before the tournament, so Wednesday. I went back in there after hearing something on the radio, people bagging on UCLA saying what a joke they are, changed it so they lost in the first round. And what happens? They score the upset. They got a weak goaltending call. I don't okay. care if technically. That call was terrible. Yeah. I hear people trying to justify it. That ball looked like it was below the rim, and it was like going to be an air ball. It was. It looked like it was going to maybe hit the bottom of the rim on the way past it. Yeah. Like, not a very good thing. And he reaches up, and he grabs it below the rim. He yeah. touched the ball below the rim. That's what I thought, too. And he gets called for the goaltend. UCLA, great champions. Congratulations. And they go uh, on to play a 14 you, seed in, then, the second, in the second round. And then, Excuse me, third round. So, so the good chance UCLA would have been in the Sweet 16, like you had said. Yeah. So it's looking very I likely that they will. I, that was one of my late changes, too. Yeah. Uh, because I, I sat there and I went, you know what? Larry Brown, man. Larry Brown. Larry Brown. You got to go with the good coach. Yes. Right? Yes, you. Apparently, you don't. Well, but they they kind of won that game, but then they lost it at the very well. End. Let's put out there right now our final fours for the people out there, in, in case they're curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you go ahead and go first? Your final four is Kentucky, Kentucky, of course, Arizona, of course, Gonzaga, okay, and Villanova, and the Nova. See, that, that's pretty strong right there. That's a lot of top seeds. Nova looked tough. I mean, granted, they're playing a 16 seed, but they looked tough They looked tough today. against that cupcake team, yeah. yeah. Who knew? Well. <laughs> you know, the Harlem Globetrotters look good against the Generals, too. That yeah. don't mean they can beat an NBA team. But they looked really good. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, my final four I have, I also have Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I have Wisconsin. Okay. Wisconsin beating Arizona in that right. 50-50 coin flip match we talked about. I have Duke, because I think Duke's in the weakest uh, quarter of the bracket that you could possibly be in. And now that Iowa State lost, it's pretty much flat run to the finals as Duke, far as I'm concerned. Duke or Gonzaga, that's what I think. 
Yeah, but I think I personally am Gonzaga going out. I believe in the second round. Okay, well, Duke got, Duke did get knocked out in the first round last year. It has happened. So. I don't think that's going to happen this year. Is there the one seed? But and then my last Final Four team. This is where I put it out there. Sparty. I picked mm. seven seed Michigan State to roll through, beat Nova because Nova always chokes, right? Nova always chokes early on in the tournament. I do not trust that one seed purely because of past performance. Okay, that, that's fair. Um, and, you know, you got to respect Tom Izzo as Michigan's, as Sparty's coach. He's done it before. He can do it again. I I don't know. It's going to be an interesting game uh, if they get to that second-round matchup against Virginia, theoretically. Yep. You know? Yeah, I'm just I'm putting it out there. I think Tom Izzo wins a close game, wins a UCLA-style BS game. <laughs> Could be. But seriously, which one was worse? Was it the um, goaltending call in that basketball game, mm-hmm. or was it the picked-up flag in the Lions-Cowboys game in the playoffs? Well, I will say that the basketball one was worse because, because? it happened with five seconds left in the game. I mean, it At does least make the a Detroit big difference. thing happened with like eight There were still eight minutes, eight minutes yeah. to go. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I'll actually give you that one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anything big to look for on uh, the next day on Friday? Any games you're really just piping up, ready to go? Because I'm going to be waking up early to watch that Michigan State first-round game because there is a very real chance they drop the opening game, which screws my bracket. Well, I, I, I think you know in the uh, Midwest, there's a couple of those teams that, that people are talking about as potential spoiler teams. you got Buffalo, which is uh, Bobby Hurley's team, right? Okay. Going up against West Virginia, who's been... Who's a very talented team, but they're also a team that chokes in the They choke in, in the tournament yeah. a lot. They they get um, very heavily favored and then blow it. And I would say the same thing sometimes about Maryland. Maryland's a young team too. Yeah, but they're in the Big Ten now, so I trust them more. Okay. But they, they also you know played Nebraska like two three point games. Well, true. But they're going up against Valpo, Valparaiso. Bryce Drew. Which is one of those, you yeah. know. Ah, yeah. Right? I guess with the thing about uh, the thing about the tournament is there's two strategies I always have, and it generally turns out to be true. One, the highest rated team doesn't usually win. Mm-hmm. The team that everybody says slam dunk they're going to win. I still went with Kentucky because strategy reasons, but I wouldn't be surprised if Kentucky drops a game that shocks the world somewhere along the way. Right. Ha- number one seed never wins. It happens with Duke, a bunch of other teams. So why'd the, you pick them then? Strategy, because everybody okay. else was picking them. Uh, the other second thing. A Big Ten team is always in the Final Four. The question is, it's never the one you think it's going to be. Remember the one year when Michigan State and Indiana were both like the big powerhouses and Michigan went up to the Final Four? Yeah. I mean, it does happen. A Big Ten team always tends to be in. Now, I picked two Big Ten teams in the Final Four in hopes one of them is right. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) But it's always a team, and it's not always the team you think it's going to be because the Big Ten is so strong Um, and really does play well in the tournament typically. I think you've got also tomorrow, you know, that uh, Northern Iowa Against, uh, I picked Northern Iowa in that game. Yes. I did too, and they're a five seed. But I heard that was I haven't seen Wyoming play. I heard they can be dangerous. They can be. Something feels uh, good about that NIU team, though. I would love it if Albany <laughs> took out Oklahoma. <laughs> I want to see after what happened with that racist frat on the bus. I want to see everything bad happen to Oklahoma right now. Yeah. I'm gonna be straight with you. I I have a negative look in my mouth when it comes to that that particular school. And how about this? What about another? One of those teams that is just a little pesky team. Davidson playing against Davidson. Iowa. They always win a tournament uh, game. Steph Curry. Uh, but I there's like a, Iowa. Big Ten. Yeah, there's a Riley bunch, Smith. I know there's a bunch of, uh, but there's a. I'm just saying those are interesting games to me. They're all going to be fun. Yeah. They're all going to be fun. Well, we'll look forward to it on day two, and we'll be back uh, when we get in next week. We'll talk about the Sweet 16. That's right. We'll do it. Well, let's keep the show on moving, right? After yep. three seconds of Madness. The 
the NFL just always is interesting, right? We had like a two-week lull after the Super Bowl once we were done talking about the game itself where it felt like nothing was happening, yeah. and then, boom, immediately, free agency oh, hits. Cr- well, there's a bunch of crazy stuff happening again this week. Constantly, right? Yeah. I mean, the big thing, first off, we talked about it in the open, Chip Kelly has completely lost his mind. He's signing every running back under the sun. In fact, it's gotten so bad, he's decided to try to maybe sign a running back as his quarterback. (laughs) As podcast favorite, Timothy Tebow has been brought in by Chip Kelly for just a workout. It's just a workout. But I think they, they he left without a contract offer. I mean, uh, maybe I would have to Chip assume. Kelly has not. Be- you want to know how I know he does? He didn't sign with the team because everyone would know he had signed with the team. Right. It would be everywhere. It would be being thought beamed into our minds from space if Tim Tebow actually signed another NFL contract. But what is he? Is this just hubris at this point? I know this is the time of year when teams bring in weird backup quarterbacks. Uh, a Freeman uh, just got a, a look at by the Jets. I mean, like everybody who Freeman McNeil, they're going to bring McNeil. that guy back. No, from jo- the- Josh Freeman, oh, Josh formerly Freeman. of Tampa Bay, and then dumped off to Minnesota. I think I'd rather sign Freeman McNeil. I think I'd rather sign Gordon Freeman <laughs> if I had to pick. I think I'd rather sign uh, Gordon Jump from he was the boss on uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Or, or, or even I'd sign God Morgan Freeman. Nice. <laughs> I would sign uh, Morgana the Kissing Bandit. <laughs> from back in the oh day gosh. when I was a kid. Wow. Remember that? Do you ever seen footage of that lady? She used to run on the field and With kiss the people? huge, huge boobs. Yeah. Yeah. What if that happened now? She would just get tackled. She'd get tased. Don't. Hey, yeah. Don't be that person. Dude. We live in a different time period now. So what possible reason do you have to bring in Tim Tebow? Now, apparently, and this no, is the other hilarious right. thing, is he went to quarterback camp after two years of training very, very hard, and the, the big word coming out is he can throw a spiral now. Yeah, he can throw a spiral. Like, good for you. How, is he also, how, how old is he now? Uh, still you know I mean? 26. Yeah, but no, he's older than that. Not that much older. He was out of the league three years ago when he was only there for two, so he's probably about 26, 27 years yeah, old. 27, 28. I mean, he's, he's got like two more good years. and he's. By the time I he wouldn't good, say good. Yeah, I wouldn't well, say good yeah, years. Right. Two more years. You know, there's other weird stuff going on, too. What about Chris Borland of the Niners? Oh, you my know, gosh, Patrick 24 Will- years old. Patrick Willis retires kind of out of the blue. I mean, he had some injury problems. Yep, Jason Worlds. And then and then also the guy that was taking his place, Chris Borland, last year, who had a great year. Productive season. And that guy was – I remember him at Wisconsin. Man, that dude was a monster. He's a little dude. Yep. But he's a monster. He's Big always motor. on the ball. Yep. Uh, decides to retire. At the age of 24 hey. because he says it, foot playing football is dangerous. Good for you. Man, I don't, good for him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. That's what he wants to do. If he, that's what he wants to do, he should be the captain of his own fate. That's that right. is true. At the age, nobody of, should be. No, nobody should be criticizing him for it. I don't know. I guess I. To me, it's a different situation. Like you have Muhammad Ali, who went out for that last handful of fights when he was obviously like done, and he took so many shots to the head that he started having massive health problems mm-hmm. immediately afterwards. I think there's a difference between the Muhammad Ali situation when he's old and can't do it anymore, and a guy who's 24 years old. I, to at least play through your first three years, get paid a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, think, I'm not I him. After, so, but you know, that's such a a weird thing though, because the the NFL is such a huge leap up from college football too. But he was good at it. Was it's good. not like he was middling. But, but what I'm saying is, the guys are bigger, faster, and there's more likelihood of you getting injured. Always. So I don't you know. know what if that's what he wants to do. That's good. I, he left a lot of money on the table, and if they, he he must have a reason, and it's, it's his life. It's his life. But I guess to work so hard for the entirety of your life to get to a certain point, and then achieve that point, have success in the thing you've spent your whole life working towards, and then immediately turn on being like, I'm good. I don't get that. 
I would want to well, be. I would want to be in there because it's so fleeting to begin with. But I would want to take advantage. But you know, it could be one of those things where he wasn't really aware of the problems that could happen. You think maybe. How at this point, living in the year 2015, Based how are on, people not aware of the health problems well, of playing football? It's been a thing for 50 years now. Yeah, but it was swept under the rug for a long time too. True, but okay. he's 24. It's not I like understand. he wa- he wasn't aware. But he, but he, I mean, basically, he said it wasn't worth it to him. So that, at the end of the day, that, that's all. To me, important. that means he got enough scientific to, to say, you know, it's not for me. I don't want to risk it. I don't know. It's a lot of money you're leaving on the table. Uh, if it was me, I've I, done, I wouldn't. I did far more reckless things in yeah, my I, athletic I career. That got paid considerably I mean, less look, than him. I think you respect this at least, Ray. Yeah. Because what he could have done is just, you know, oh, I'm kind of banged up. I'm not going to play and just sit there and take money for two years when he has his contract. Like, he could have done enough. that. No, if you're not going to play, retire at least. Be a man. I, yeah. He's a man. I'll go with that. Well, what about this? Now, this is another weird talk right here. Um, Drew Brees, because uh, the Saints are blowing up right now. We talked about it last episode. They're absolutely blowing up. There is more and more smoke as far as the Saints trade away Drew Brees bandwagon. And I guess walk with me here and follow some logic right now. Let's assume that the... I don't want to walk with you. Walk this way. Talk this way. Dude, you're a terrible singer. I'm going to show you some good singing later. You can karaoke? Oh, yeah. Well, we're in the karaoke room. Sing some Barry White. You don't have to. No, I will. But this Drew Brees situation is amazing. Like, there are going to be... There's a whole bunch of different teams out there that, in theory, in the hypothetical, inappropriately uh, decided world, could make a play for Drew Brees. You tell me right now if you think I'm that this would be a good fit, a crazy fit, stupid pantsery, okay? Okay. First one was Tampa Bay. Terrible. Terrible. I don't think Drew Brees would want to go to Tampa Bay. If he has a no-trade clause, I can't believe he would go to Tampa Bay. And this would be to get Jameis Winston, of course, with the number one overall pick. Doesn't seem like a good fit. How about this one, though? The Buffalo Bills. Only thing that team is missing right now is a quarterback. You got Sammy Watkins. Offensive line. Their offensive line, not terrible. They were able to keep Kyle Orton up for a season. I will say this. Drew Brees is not the biggest guy in the world. He's not. And I don't think he plays his best games when I've seen him play in the cold. And I would agree with you. And that's why I lumped this team also with him with the New York Jets. A team also, a lot of pieces. They're doing a lot in free agency. They're making a lot of moves right now. I don't see him going to New York. You don't see him going to New York New Jets? York City, anyway. Mm. No. And I also don't see him leaving uh, the Saints unless, I guess, they trade him. Does he? But I would they would have to trade him. Yeah. Or they could, in theory, cut him, but that would be the worst PR disaster in football history. Right. He's the most popular player in New Orleans Saints history. Okay, I got one more for you. Or two more for you, okay? Houston Texans. That makes a little sense. Warm weather team. Yeah. Uh, decent defensive line. Yeah. Decent offensive line. Mm-hmm. Another team seemingly just missing a quarterback. Yeah. In a weak division, with the exception of the Colts. And I got one more for you. And this one's maybe a little more pie in the sky, but I think it could make a lot of sense. The Arizona Cardinals. Makes a lot of sense. They punt Carson Palmer after they sign him to that huge mega deal. They just decide to just eat all the money, and they get a guy who's been proven he doesn't get hurt very much, and he could be the guy they need. Or, heck, you keep Carson Palmer as the backup in case Drew Brees does go down. You don't have that clown show at quarterback they had last year. That Cardinals team, if they would have been able to keep Carson Palmer healthy all year, could have won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. 100% they could have won the Super Bowl. I think maybe the Texans makes the most sense. Okay. Uh, just because of the proximity to. And the warm know, weather, I think, yeah. for an older quarterback helps yeah. a lot. I agree. Although Arizona has very warm weather, too. And, and they a, and a play in a dome when they want to. They play in a dome when they want to. Correct. 
just a little bit of just a little bit of thought thought process there. I I mean I don't think he gets traded, but but I don't know. I can see fifty fifty. I don't know how happy he's going to be with the team they have around him right now. And who knows? Maybe they'll be better. Than we well, think. the also rumor coming out of there is that he didn't like Kenny Stills or Ben Grubbs, and he was kind of instrumental in telling the front office to get rid of both those players. That's what that's the word coming out of New Orleans right now. But in theory, then why do they get rid of Jimmy Graham too? Because he loves Jimmy Graham. Look, the Chiefs just signed Ben Grubbs to an extension. You know yeah. What I mean? So apparently he was bad in the locker room. Good luck with that. Hmm. Speaking of guys getting signed, your boy, Dwayne Bowe. Oh. Dwayne Bowe signs Dwayne with Bow. the career enders. Your career is over. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. Oh, my God. Oh, bless their hearts. Johnny Manziel. How about this connection? Over, under on touchdown passes. Manziel to Bowe. One. <laughs> I'm going to take the under. I'll take the under. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! And then final thing to talk about here: the Dallas Cowboys. You had some, you had some things you wanted to say about Dallas. Yeah, I was reading uh, today about how all these fans are all up in arms and all. We're going to show Demarco Murray. You know, he's a traitor. Traitor! He tried <laughs> to stay with Dallas. He wanted to stay with Dallas. He worked really hard to stay. They were undershooting him so hard. They were lowballing the crap out of him to the point where he felt like he had to go somewhere else just to get leverage. So were they drinking the Kool Aid that much that this guy leads the league in rushing and for he was, you? He was great. Leads you to your first playoff win in what twenty years, something like that. I don't think it's been that long because Romo does well, have another a, playoff win under his belt. No, he doesn't. Yes, he that does. That was his first playoff win. But they're totally leaving him out in the cold right now. I mean, he does play for the hated enemy right now. If one of my yeah, Lions but, guys went and signed with the Packers, I would probably feel the same way. It's just like, oh well, we didn't offer you a good contract, but we still hate you that you signed a, a better contract somewhere else. Get out of here with the arch rivals. Well, then he they could be the guy if that they makes wanted the... to keep him away from the arch rivals, then they should have paid him more money. Yeah, but they're going to get Adrian Peterson. So. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Darren McFadden is the real. He's uh, the real deal. Wow. To... Oh, boy. Oh. And then they go and they sign Greg Hardy to a big deal. And Greg Hardy is not a good dude. <laughs> He's very, very talented. But, he, you know, here's hoping he doesn't do things like what he's alleged to have done. Well, I don't again. think his legal problems are resolved yet either. Are they? I think they I think they are. I don't think they are. I read an article that said that they were not yet. Is that because I heard that she was not testifying and therefore we're done here? Okay, but that doesn't because he paid he, her. That off. doesn't mean that he is clear with the NFL yet, though. Okay, no, fair enough. But I believe once the uh, the litigation's over, the NFL isn't probably going to do any more because he did just miss an entire season. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but that's our football talk right there. We're going to come back. We're going to talk a little Walking Dead. Better call Saul. Fantastic episodes of both, right? Fantastic Four episodes. Oh, well, there were only two episodes. Oh, I see what you're doing. Fantastic for us. After three seconds of madness. Naughty boys in nasty schools and masters breaking all the rules, having fun and playing fools, smashing up the woodwork. The Walking Dead. Next on AMC. Was your voice okay? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm better now. Thanks. That was, that was weird. weird. But The Walking Dead is on AMC. And better call Saul, but I want to talk about Walking Dead right now. This last episode had everything you would want out of an episode. I think we're starting to see where this Alexandria um, storyline is taking us. I'm still well convinced they're on the path to destruction, <laughs> and it's going to be completely our group's fault. But we're getting to the point where it's almost like, how can you not expect them to walk in and immediately take everything over? These people at Alexandria are dummies. These are the worst survivors you could ever find. Not in a negative or like evil way. They're just incompetent in everything. I understand though. Though, if that's the case, how are they able to banish some people and they didn't come back and like destroy them? You know what I mean? 
Uh, they got rid of people that were more useless than themselves. Apparently, but uh, but don't you feel like they're going to come back at some point? Or yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Uh, by the way, yes. Also because we haven't mentioned that outside group for about two episodes now, which means they are coming back and they are coming back strong. Hmm. I, I mean, don't know about it that. started Maybe. off with. Remember, Abraham went off to the construction site with a bunch of other folks from there. And they are absolutely, when the zombies show up and Abraham's like, all right, dude, we got to take care of these guys. They had no idea what they were doing. They were just shooting them all in the chest and the gut. And then that one chick, she fell off the crane. (laughs) Yeah, that was, I don't understand that either because they were like, okay, there was something that bugged me in the episode. They had the, you know, those crane, the, well, not in the crane. They were in like the, what is it called? The, the part of the, like the caterpillar where you, the bucket, they were inside the bucket. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, something happened when they cut one of the lines. It's basically like a a line that has fluid in it. So, mm-hmm. And then when it gets cut, the thing the bucket falls down. It's not able to go back up. But then they're like, "Okay, you get back in the bucket." I was like, "She can't." Nobody can. They they never mentioned that. Like nobody can get in the bucket. It's on the ground because the line is broken. <laughs> that well, that's me. just how incompetent that they are. Get back in the bucket. You can't I think possibly that was get Abraham into. Abraham that said that though. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. At least, and then, and then as soon as she falls out, all the other people from Alexandria are like, "She's gone, bye, boop," and they just start running off. And Abraham's like, "Well, we should probably save her. She's, I mean, she's not even that hard to save." Yeah, I think this is basically the philosophy of these guys when they get into trouble. Here's their strategy: Yes, leave every man behind. <laughs> every man left not, behind. Not no child left behind. Every single person left behind. How it's about the that? opposite of the U.S. Army, where it says, you know, uh, um, or Marines, is it? Where every man of every man returns, mm-hmm. or no man returns. Right here, it's I return. I, I don't return. know. Screw you guys. <laughs> Screw you guys. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, Abraham. Uh, we'll just say Abraham is already over this group. Oh my gosh, uh, our friend uh, Larry over there. His his shoe was untied and he fell down. He's dead. Keep running. Just shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> just leave him here. We don't have to be faster than the zombies. We just have to be faster than Fred. Can I only ask you this? Uh, there was obviously the you know the other the people that were out scavenging, trying to get certain items that they needed, and one of them was Aiden. Yes, Aiden uh, and Nicholas were the two guys from Alexandria. Yeah, Deanna's son, Aiden, gets gruesomely killed. Well, he gets he gets blown up by a grenade, right. Like a dummy, because he also has no idea what he's doing out there. Right. And he gets blown against a wall, and he's got two giant, like, steel or wooden Wooden, uh, planks going through his body. through his body, which, two things. One, why are they trying to pull him off of the planks? That's obviously going to kill him. However, leaving him there will definitely kill him. Well, but they could have, like, I'm sure they have tools with him. They could have, like, just cut it from behind. I don't think they had the time to do that. Well, they sat there for 20 minutes trying to pull him off. Well, they also argued with each other for another 20 minutes after that while the zombies fast approached. But my question was this. He's getting just gruesomely eaten by the zombies. Yes. Nobody just shoots him in the head. How about how about before the zombies even get there? You're like, sorry, dude. Just shoot him there. Yeah. Shoot you. him before the zombies even show up. Right. I'm totally fine. No. Instead, Glenn's like, okay, dude, we got to get the flowers. Bang. Yeah. Nicholas. Boop. Yeah. Look the at flowers. The flowers. Bang. You want to make flowers? Bang. <laughs> no. We're not oh. Making flowers. Oh, my bad. So, uh. but then all the so the Aiden gets gruesomely eaten. It's like, uh oh. We're like, boy. This couldn't get any worse until they end up at the revolving door. Where uh, go ahead and go ahead and just say it, Brent. What happened at that point? Well, I saw this on. Uh, uh, I, I didn't. I don't care this, that you're stealing it. It's but hilarious. Everybody ate Chris. Everybody <laughs> ate Chris, ladies and gentlemen. 
And why did everybody eat, Chris? Because they're there. They're stuck in the doors. All they have to do is shoot out the glass, and then they can all escape together. Not good enough for Nicholas. Do you think they know that, like, okay, we're going to kill that character. We're going to kill everybody hates Chris. Um, Let's pitch out ideas for how it's going to happen. And somebody's just like, hey, how about everybody ate Chris? <laughs> like, he literally gets well, eaten by every Every zombie, zombie yeah. on the planet yeah. at one time. It's his face ripped off. Uh, that, that, was... <laughs> <laughs> gotta... that was the most gruesome death that has happened on the show, it's I believe. pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, um, because people were forced to, Glenn was forced to watch him like face to face yeah. and a zombie was pulling at his mouth and ripping his cheek off. I think Herschel did get it a little bit rough though when he got uh, decapitated, but not all the way decapitated and his head just flips over the other side. That was pretty horrifying too. But he was pretty much dead then. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And he, he was done yeah, at that this, point anyway. You know, uh, Noah was very much still alive. Oh, no. It he wasn't he felt death. every piece of yeah. that. Yeah. There was no aspect of that he did not feel. And Glenn just could do nothing. And how do you feel about Glenn basically saying, okay, we're going to take this guy back with us, even though... I mean, I guess uh, they had to, because if they come back and both of those guys are dead... That's not a good sign. Well, you, here's what's going to happen, though. They're going to return back, and Nicholas is going to be like, Glenn got everybody killed. <laughs> Isn't yeah, he? Because no. he's just going to look after his own self and Everybody's his own people. Everybody's going to say, like, no, you ran away and, yeah. But it could be argued, though. I've heard seen in other places that had Noah just been killed and they had not bothered to try to take him along and they would have just left him behind at the cop hospital, mm-hmm. that Beth would still be alive and Tyrese would both still be alive, who were both infinitely more important characters than Noah, which just goes to show at well, some point, sometimes it's best to just cut your losses. That's true. But Beth Beth made the choice when he when they were going to make him stay. True. But had she just turned around and walked away, we mm-hmm. would have been done. Yeah. You're right. Keep Noah. I'm still alive. Yep. Just saying, maybe uh, maybe it's for the best thing that Noah doesn't get anybody else killed. Yeah, I was. he was getting some people killed. But it, I, I got a little bit suspicious of the show when earlier in the episode, they're like, so Noah, what's your long-term plans for nah. Alexandria? <laughs> oh, no! no anytime, <laughs> it's like, why did he just say, I'm one day from yeah, retirement? Anytime you express, yeah, hope, <laughs> you know, I feel like we might make it here. You're dead. Splat. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'd like to learn how to do this stuff since we're going to be staying here for a long time. Nope. Yeah, as soon as he said that, the little, like, the red flag went up in my head. Um, and what about Father. Father Blabber goes to Deanna and tells God. He goes he's to so Deanna. He's the most useless character on the show. He's, he's the more, worst. He's more useless than Nicholas, and that's saying something. Okay, first of all, he he does bad stuff himself, regrets it, and then tells on everybody else. He oh, gets man. a bunch of people killed. And yeah, he goes to Deanna and says, They're bad people. They've done bad things. She's like, I know. <laughs> Why do and you think like, I have uh, them here? They're called survivors, D. Yeah, wait until Maggie is like, yeah, well, uh, you hid in your church and let all your friends die. Yeah. Guess what happens, uh, Deanna? If we're all outside the compound, he's the only one in there and the zombies come. We're not getting back in the compound. Yeah. I mean, come on. Did you really think they're not going to, she's not going to talk to them and they're not yeah. going to say, oh, well, here's what that dude did. He was in the church. We were safe inside the church also. He climbed out and we had to go help him and then more people died. It's to the point where I would say Rick's baby girl is more useful to the group than Pastor Dummy Dumb. Yeah. Uh, this guy is horrible. And then the doctor in the town, 
you know, we found out that he's been hitting his wife and his kids. Which we kind of, you were saying last episode yeah. that you kind of saw that writing on the wall. You saw him as being kind of aggressive in the relationship. Right. And so Rick and Carol, Carol, who's a psychopath. She's gone full psycho. Well, Are we agree? Carol agreeing? is a is a victim of domestic abuse. She is. But she and Rick are like, he's got to go. Yeah, you really? have, Rick. You have to murder him. Is how about it, we 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 how about we hold back a step here? How about we do some talking? You know, because it could be that they're they could be trying to set up the husband. And not just that, this could be a whole big misunderstanding too. Big misunderstanding. Also, you know, come on, we can't just go from like zero to death. This isn't the Wild West where every punishable is a capital He's offense. He's also, by the way, the you know, as far as I know, the only physician The in only town. doctor they have. Carol, so you gotta kill you him. Think, so do you think now they come back with uh, Tara and whoever else is injured and they need the doctor and they can't kill him? I, maybe, but here's my thought. Like, does this is, this is where my brain goes to. Is Rick going to kill the doctor? Because remember also, Rick wants to get with his wife. Giving her eyes at the party the whole time. So my question is, does he like take the doctor out on a on a walk around the compound, cap him, hide the body, and then come back with I don't know what happened to him, but uh if he's gone. Next <laughs> wow. Next batter uh, up. I don't know. I, I mean, could so I could tell he's he's I've seen this I can't take credit for this thought. He's becoming Shane. If he kills that doctor, he's become Shane. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong exactly, but I feel like Shane was more I'm just always wrong in different ways. He was more pragmatic. Okay. He did it because, you know, like you said, he would do it for cutting losses. Okay. Yes. Rick is doing it because he's freaking crazy now. He's gone off. Yeah. He's who's crazier, Rick or Carol right now? Uh I think Carol's crazier than Rick right now. I don't know. They're both crazy. No, they're both nuts, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if you had to like Stay in a locked room with one of them, and you knew they had a gun. Which one do you think would not kill you faster? Yeah, I don't know. And I didn't understand the whole thing with, you know, the little kid come back, comes back that she's already threatened and says, hey, can I get some more cookies? She's like, I'll do it this one time. You go steal some chocolate. But this is the last time ever. It's like, he knows some stuff about you. It's not that big of a deal to make some cookies. Yeah, but it would also be easier for Carol at this point because she's crazy and kills people to just chill, kill the child because she will not get attached to another child. Yeah. She's been attached to how many kids now, and every single one of them's just flat out died in her arms. Right, but how does she do that without, you know, it being suspicious or because they're going to have to. They're know. going to take Alexandria away from these people. Hmm. And it could be that that happens, and then immediately the outsiders come, or the outsiders come and blow the place up and take over. But this is so not ending well point, for Deanna's you crew. I think there's a point now where there's this kind of like a big struggle, and then all of a sudden Rick's like. This is our town now. We're in charge. I think the first sign of the people of Alexandria being challenged, they're going to fold like a wet blanket. Mm -hmm. And Rick's immediately going to step. Rick's not going to wait for that moment. He's going to step right in and be like, yeah, we're in charge now. You people listen to us, Deanna. We're in charge now. I'm your president. Yeah, 100%. You need to be tougher. Coral. Coral. Carol? No, Coral. He says, Coral, get up here. And they both walk up, Carol and Carl. <laughs> what are you doing? I didn't call you. I didn't call you Coral. I called you Coral. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, that's Walking Dead for this week. Two episodes to go, Brent. I do not see this ending without more bloodshed. Well, there would definitely be more bloodshed. It looked like there was chaos going on next episode. A lot of people running with this guns. This is bad. This is bad. This is very bad. Bad yeah. things are happening. But speaking of bad things Wait, happening. Wait, do you think yes. that? Do you think that Tara though is she going to survive? I mean, she seems like she's. How are you going to get? You got. She's got massive head trauma, and she's been bleeding a lot. So how, they don't have the the capability to like keep her alive. Not really, after right? Rick kills that doctor, right? <laughs> I'll say that for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't look good for her either. 
I think I, I'm now back on the train of thinking Abraham survives again. He proved his, he proved his need for the group. Interesting. As soon as you show the group you're not really necessary anymore, you tend to die <laughs> pretty quick. Well, sometimes you show them you're really necessary, and then you die. And then you die, too. I guess yeah. that's true. So you want to stay in the sweet spot of slightly necessary. Yeah, slightly necessary. Hi, my name's Ray. I'm slightly necessary to this group. Oh, well, I was about to kill you. Uh, okay, well, there I we guess go. I won't now. So, Do you have any other skills? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Do you have any less skills? Yes. Oh, now you're not as... Now you're oh, not. crap. Hold on. I'm going to go learn something real quick. I'm going to go learn how to play okay. guitar. Not too much, though. Don't be too good. No, no, no. I'm going to be slightly good. <laughs> so Better Call Saul. Yeah. Fantastic. Not as good as the one before it, but it's going to be hard to beat that Mike-centric episode. But here we go, right? Yeah, it wasn't as good as the other one, but th- like you said, that, it that can't episode be. before was a masterpiece. That was the Ozymandias of season one, as far as I'm concerned, right? <laughs> So freaking good. Talking about Ozymandias from Breaking Bad or Ozymandias from Watchmen? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, because I loved him too. We are nerds! Uh, yeah. Well, of course. Of course, that's the true. That's why I set it up to happen an hour ago. <laughs> so you can't stop it now that I've told you my grand plan. One of the best moments of movie history in my brain. Yeah. Loved it. So there's really one big thing about this Better Call Saul episode. It got a little bit crazy with like uh, them, uh, the couple, the Kettlemans, going away from the law firm where Blondie Pants was and then coming back to Saul and then Saul convincing him to go back and taking the plea deal. That was pretty much the meat of the episode. But the aspect of it is how crazy Mrs. Kettleman is, right? <laughs> her and her husband are both crazy. No, I dude. think he's a, a, a Nancy boy pushover and I think she wears the pants in the family. And my wife, she says... I don't think he would have ever stolen the money unless she told him, like, forced him to do it. Like, he's too much of a wiener boy. Like, he has, there's no stones in this guy whatsoever. How the heck did he have father two children without any testicles? Because yeah. she owns him. So Melissa wondered out loud, I wonder. So wait, if this is all Melissa's ideas, why don't we just have her on the podcast? You can just tell her well, what you think. And then we can- after she wins the NCAA bracket. Oh, I would love to have Melissa maybe. on the podcast and just try to. Just bring out all of Ray's deep, dark secrets. Boy, I think you pretty much heard them all by now. <laughs> There's got to be more. There's always more. Yeah. Um, but no, but she said, I wonder if he just happened in passing to mention all this money, and she like immediately ground him into the dirt in order to like get him to steal it. Because they're sitting there at the, the one scene where they're sitting at the diner across from Saul, and Saul's like, you, you need to give back the money. And she, Mrs. Kettleman looks at Saul right in the face with crazy eyes, knowing full well that a few nights previous they were in that tent in the woods and they tore the giant sack of money open. He knows there's money. He's held it in his hand. They've negotiated over it. And she looks him square in the eye and says, we can't give back the money. There is no money. Well, but she also is talking to him as her, her, as her lawyer. But he knows. There's no one else listening. I understand, but still. Just, I guess, the psychotic coldness of it. Just, I don't know. There's, there's something Norman Bates about that, of being able to look someone in the eye who knows full well you're lying and keep repeating the same lie over and over again without batting an eyelash. How, uh, how dumb are those guys, too? They see some, some money out. Mike puts the money outside the house. Yep, that was the brilliant. Dad, the dad sees it. He's like, oh, wait, this must have come from our stash. Let me put it back there. Well, he cause it, because he put it in with a toy car, so yeah. he thought maybe the kids were playing with it, yeah. which, to be fair, an eight-year-old, that's something an eight-year-old would do if he knew where the money was. I would have. Right. If I knew there's a big pile of money, I would have taken the money and run around with it. I'm but, dumb. But I would have, if I was going to do that, I would have been really suspicious 
I would have probably turned off all the lights and then kind of looked to see if I saw any. You know what I mean? I would have been really suspicious. And by the way, get some curtains in your house for God's sake. I mean, the window see everything. The all window house is beautiful. <laughs> Not good if you're trying to hide things, yeah. <laughs> important things that will wind you up in Rikers. I'm just saying. Lovely house, though. Uh, but And there's a question. How lovely was that house? How brilliant was everything they had? They have a beautiful pool, this mm-hmm. huge backyard, probably acreages of land. Why do they need to steal all this money? They've clearly already been do- able to do very well on the salary that they had. I, I see it as her being like, you know, she's like, why aren't you making more money now? You're a loser. You can't provide for us. That doesn't sound like anything she would say at all behind right. closed doors. Oh, boy. That's exactly what she would You need to make it happen. Do. You're better than them. You deserve that money. But that's it. We deserve that money, but there is no money. <laughs> yeah. God, she was just crazy. Yeah. And then Saul with the brilliant, yeah, he has Mike take all the money and then basically says, nope, we turned it in already. Sorry. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. You don't have the money anymore. It was your one bargaining chip. Oh, and you can't, you're not going to finger suspicion at me because then I'm going to get both of you put in prison. Yep. Neat, huh? Because I have nothing to lose, and he's not lying when he says that. But then Saul regretted it, too, because he you know, he kind of broke down. He could have had a bunch of money. Well, he could have had a bunch of money. He, he had to get rid of that huge office, too. Yep. But he, one, once he invited uh, Blondie Pants, and she said no, that was pretty much the end of that right that's there not, anyway. That's not his style, right? Hanging out in that penthouse? No. Well, yeah. we've already seen what his style is, and that's in the strip mall. That's right. With the American flags behind him. That's right. Which is 100% his style. Oh, yeah. Well, his style is hanging out at the nail salon. You know? Right now <laughs> it is, yeah. The nail he moves up to the strip yeah. hall, which is a sad <laughs> thing to say. Well, those are those are the t- our two favorite shows we're going on right now, right? Sure. Pretty fantastic. We're going to be right back. We're going to wrap up the show after three seconds of... Madness? Welcome to the house of fun. Now I've come of age. Welcome to the house of fun. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and thanks to all the new people on the Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Let's pimp this out again, man. You're listening to this show. You should at least like the Facebook page. Yeah. Give us one millisecond of credibility <laughs> here, ladies and gentlemen. Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Go in there and click like. You don't even have to show notifications. Just click like. It makes us look good. Mm-hmm. Brent's on a campaign well, also, right we now. Also, that, so we, also, we have updates, and we put pictures on the Facebook page, and so it's, you know. You it's get- a courtesy. Well, it's, it's it stuff makes, that you can look it at. Makes it's people, fun stuff for you to look at. It's make people see that we matter yeah. to them and their hearts, strings. Right. But mostly it's because we put stuff on there you can see. Yeah, you know? just don't be a lurker. That's all I'm saying. If you go there, click like, for gosh right? sakes. People wow, do is that. Is that what they call people on those yeah. pages? That's crazy because I recently joined this. Uh, there's a, a Nebraska fan page called Husker Max, and they end up giving like a really good deal for like four years instead of like one year. So I, didn't, so I, I became not a lurker, but I was like, Lurker? What do you? I basically joined because I didn't like being called a lurker. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't be a lurker. Join the Facebook page for race. Call me like a hanger on. That would be fine. I'd be like, yeah. oh, whatever. You can call me that lurker. <laughs> lurker, get out of here. Yeah, that's a little I'm creepy. Yeah. It's like it's like creature from the Black Lagoon stuff going on. Yeah, lurker. It's a sports page. I'm not like <laughs> like. Oh, let's look up your private pictures. Uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go lurk. By the, the way, Husker I'm looking page. at some of these private pictures right now. It's pretty so, good, right? Yeah. Yee. Anyway, thanks you guys so much for listening. If you could, go us on to iTunes, give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us. We appreciate that. It does help. Go on the Facebook page, click like, um, add us to your playlist on Stitcher. I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do that don't really take up a lot of time or energy that help the show in ways I can't begin to express. That's because you're 
Not very. I'm not very good with my wordsman. Yeah, you're not very coherent. <laughs> not typically, if I could help it. <laughs> but um, we got a lot of contact information right here. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can contact the show. Get a hold of me or Brent. You can hit up me on Twitter. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. And the show is at Ray Brent Podcast. Our Facebook page, once again, facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. You can always email the show, too, if you're, you know, living in 1997. Ray Brent Podcast at gmail.com. And we also have our own website. We have our own .com. Brent, did you know that? I did. Well, you should because we've talked about it several times. RayBrentPodcast.com. You get lots of show notes in there, links to everything, and it just keeps you going, keeps you on there. So follow us on that, uh, that beautiful, beautiful page. We got a lot of people we want to thank this week. We got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The train wrecks. Got to thank the train wrecks. Love them. They got to drag me out of here. In chains. In chains. We have to, of course, thank Jordan Monsell. Monsell me some art. Monsell me some art. JordanMonsell.com or Facebook's Silhouettes by Jordan. He did our logo. It's amazing. He did our steampunk logo. He's just a great Check dude. Check him out. He's got that show going on. And don't just do that. Go back and listen to the back episode of Jordan Monsell on the Raisin Brent podcast. Ooh. He's been on the show, Brent. Can you believe it? I do believe it because I was here. Because you were here talking to him, so I would hope that you would believe it. Otherwise, that's some strong denial you're working. Yeah. Up. Yep. We also have to thank David Knoll for producing the show. Dino! Gotta say sorry to David uh, if Oklahoma does lose because he's got Oklahoma in the final game. That is not playing against David. Thank you. Thank you for guaranteeing that Ray and I will not finish last. Well, and this is what happened last year, of course. We finished. You finished last. I finished three from the yeah. bottom. <laughs> we did a thorough job of embarrassing ourselves. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I feel stronger about it. Yeah. I but also, too. the thing is, if David was to actually win the challenge and be invited on the podcast, mm-hmm. he doesn't live in Los Angeles. That's We'd true. have to figure out some jury-rigged way to Skype him in or something like that. That's not good. He calls on the phone and just talks on... On a microphone through the phone? That would be great. Would that be good radio? Yeah. I doubt it. I guess that will happen if Oklahoma makes the finals. Here's the deal, folks. If you want David on the show, start rooting for Oklahoma. (laughs) Put on your racist frat hats and... And if if you want, uh, you know, if if you want Ray's wife, Melissa, to be on the show, start cheering for Georgetown. And Wisconsin. Yeah, Georgetown and Wisconsin. That's right. She has Wisconsin winning it all, I believe. That's right. Maybe you've been playing Georgetown. (laughs) That'd be a crazy final if it was Wisconsin and Georgetown. Well, Melissa would like it. Yeah. Because she'd get to come on the show and tell all my deep, dark secrets. So, boo, Wisconsin, everybody. (laughs) Let's go, Wisconsin and Georgetown. On Wisconsin, get to the final four and lose. That would do be the most good. (laughs) In any case, that's all we got, folks. Good night. You're going to have to drag me out in chains. I want to get right to it. How about you? Let's do it. That was sultry. Oh, yeah. After three seconds of... Baby. Come on a sense You know, like Barry White. That sounds more like Hootie or uh, Eddie Vedder. Huh? That doesn't sound like anybody. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that sounds more like Wesley Willis. Sound like Chef? 
little bit? No. Isaac Hayes? Not even a little bit. Hmm. Wait, do it again. Baby. I don't know the words. What are we going to do? You know what? You sound like the dude from... Berlin. You sound like uh, Scott Stapp from Creed. 